0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cullin' on Film. Today, we have uh, Ryan Willard here and Brendan uh, Hubbard. How are you guys doing?
1: Fantastic, man. How are you guys you? doing?
0: Brendan, you gonna hear you? Is he frozen?
1: <laughs> yeah, I can
0: hear you. I hear you. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, you so, I'm good. there you go. There you go. So, uh, I haven't seen you guys in a long time, so it's great to catch up on here. This is a new forum that we've been doing. We're like in, in, the, in the 20s now on our shows, so... This started during the quarantine and it just keeps on rolling. So it's great to have you guys on tonight.
1: Yeah, I want to thank you. Good to see you. Yeah, man. Good to see you too. I mean, it's, it's in this time, it is one of my favorite things to get together with people in a different way than we might normally get together. So having the technology to be on something like this and catch up with you two is like, honestly, the best part of my day. Yeah. It's, uh, and it, it's
0: funny because uh, I don't get to talk to anyone until I'm on here. So <laughs> I'm all by myself all day, every day, and I'm doing schoolwork. And then here I am. So this is like every night when I do this, I get to talk to people. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Wait, can,
1: we, can I ask you a question really quick, yeah. CJ? Are you, you're still in school right now?
0: I Yeah, I do online teaching right now. So this, doing this, actually the students watch it and it really helps.
1: So how is the remote teaching for you going? Because I know that pretty much all teachers did not have a plan for this. And so everyone's been kind of scrambling, uh, students are reacting all in different ways. All the different age levels are affected differently. So how's it been for you and your, your high school students, especially in the arts?
0: Luckily, um, there's so much to do in studying film. Like it's almost like, uh, like TV film one class. I have like four of them. So it's like going back in, uh, um, they were, you know, they were filming a lot of films already, so we did all that. But now we're going back. I'm giving them articles to read and do all this like stuff to learn so much about film. They just don't have cameras to film a lot of them. But uh, so, but my advanced classes, who so that's all they do is film, they have to kind of go back and, and do all this again. So it's uh, they they weren't too happy about it. But you know what, some of them do have cameras, and they've been doing like uh, films in quarantine. So uh, wow. That Star Wars film that I showed you, uh, that uh, it was, they had one more day of filming and then this all happened. So they couldn't finish filming. So they edited it in a way. So oh. they were editing it the whole time and they, they put it together.
1: Bear, did you see that Star Wars film that he sent, Hunted? No. I,
0: I got to send that to you. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. they got it late last night. So I was like, oh my God.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so can I just can I give a shout out to those filmmakers who made that? Yeah. First of all, I was wildly impressed. Um, the fight choreography and the effects work, spot on. The fight choreography was like better than actual fight choreography <laughs> I've seen on film. Um, but the fact that they were high school students, yeah, wildly intimidating to me to know that this young generation is able to do those types of things effortlessly on no budget doing it for your class it's it's very exciting um as an audience member but as a as a filmmaker i'm like oh my gosh i got to set my game up because those young guns are they're coming at us right now <laughs> they are i'm
0: like hire me when you guys are done like uh that was max kusan he's going to uh ithaca college for film so wow yeah oh,
2: awesome yes yeah, i mean that
0: uh, yeah definitely it's a, I had a short version of it they uh, that they they put together and I put it into festivals and it was getting in and he's like i, I want the full version i'm like well you got to get it done and and he did so I'm starting to send that out to festivals it's long it's like 15 minutes but it's fun for high school so but uh talking about high school and these kids starting out why don't we go around and you guys tell us how you got started out in this business Uh, Brendan how did you get started in the whole beginning of it all
2: uh well I, I did some uh AV stuff in high school but then in college I focused on audio recording and then I uh I started touring right out of college with this band, Stella star and that's where I met Sean Christensen, uh, who started writing as, and won the year of their touring. And then we got together made a couple films, and as you
0: know, we won the Academy Award for uh, the short film, Curfew. And uh, I love Curfew. It's one of my favorites, but I saw the feature film first. I saw um uh, at, before at film Festival. yeah before i disappear and i love that and then you guys then you were like yeah there's a short and i'm like what then <laughs> you're like oh what are you kind of more like what <laughs> and then i went back and oh. i actually showed that to my students so my students saw oh them. nice and uh um i last time i saw uh you and sean and 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 both all of you were at, i think they were all there the last time we went to go see your film L-P-D- yeah yeah in New York. and i told them i'm like i just showed like three-year films to my class and they loved them and we talked about them and breaking them down so then I'm talking to a college professor uh that I know and he's like uh yeah I, I give an assignment to my students and I have them take the film curfew and make a trailer so I'm like I'm doing that huh. so I had so to cool. do that so I had but they're like oh it was right before like all this happened cool. so I have I have uh they sent it to me in my emails on this this site and there so there's all over the place but some of them it was pretty cool what they came up with for a high school with that film, but they love the they love the movie, so that's why they'll 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 love listening to your stories right. here. So, and uh, and uh, what about you, uh, Ryan? How did you start out?
1: Uh, so I I kind of know this. I know this actually. <laughs> I was uh, partially born into it. I was born in the Philippines, um, and I got to do my first commercial when I was a year old. Um, and then when I moved to Portland, Oregon. Um, Years later, when I was seven, I got to be in a kid's movie called We Sing in Sillyville, Um, so that's kind of what gave me the bug, made me just love being on set. I came from a big family, so you can imagine what being part of a big family is like, and then jumping onto a film set and being one of the stars of the film. Uh, So I instantly fell in love with the business and being in front of the camera and acting. Um, and I got to pursue that for quite a while, and I, I still do act, but that's really what kind of got me into it. Um, mm-hmm. And then in college, I interned at MTV News and Docs. So I got my feet wet in the production side and realized I actually liked that just as much as I liked being in front of the camera. Um, so, kind of throughout my career, I've been straddling both and jumping back and forth whenever the right project calls for it.
0: Yeah, that's like the best of both worlds. I tell my students all that all the time. I've got theater kids that, you know, they'll put themselves in front of the camera and behind it. And they tell them to do everything, do everything. And and uh, we got a few of them going to film school this year. So I'm excited about that.
2: Yeah,
1: I, so I feel like anyone who has the opportunity to do more than one job on a set understands what everyone else is going through later on. So a piece of advice I got back when I was like an associate producer on a show Um, the executive producer was also the showrunner of this documentary series called Juvies and I just saw how the crew reacted to him and they all would jump off a cliff for that man and what someone described to me was like well like Kevin basically was started as an editor, became a DP um, and now directs so he's kind of gone through all of them and he knows how to communicate with his DP, he knows what kind of shots he needs and he suddenly is well rounded enough that he is crew guy even though he's the ep showrunner and directing at the same time wow and then you had your uh short film that
0: went around uh, Quantum that was done very well and my students saw that too and they love that
1: oh thank so, you thanks for watching that yeah they were like get you got to get these guys on somehow and i was like yeah I will." <laughs> anytime you know i'm yeah. down to, to play with you guys anytime um yeah quantum was probably one of my my best experiences in the business it was the first time i was full-on directing a film myself uh brendan was basically one of my producers who was like my lifeline so i was talking to him all the way when we were up to the scripting stage and kind of just picking his brain getting advice and he was nice enough to be that that guy behind the guy who i could just call and be like dude what do i do with this what kind of things do i need and anything he would answer Mm -hmm. Uh, which just gave me a whole different level of confidence to have someone of Brendan's stetcher and experience to, to back me up on that. Um, And I was really fortunate because I called in every single favor that I could call in and it all just kind of came together back in 2017. And I I shot it on my birthday. And so I used that as my excuse to get every single person there to support me as they could. And I couldn't be happy with it. And I'm sure, Every filmmaker can attest that you're not always happy with your product, but this was something that I could sleep at night knowing that I did the best that I possibly could. And of course, there were things I could improve upon, but I still enjoy watching it. And I absolutely love sharing it with other people and seeing what their reactions are like.
0: And Brendan, you produced that. You produced a lot of shorts, a lot of shorts that we've seen and had at our festivals too. Um, Do you prefer producing or now you've written and directed a short? What do you prefer? uh i enjoyed directing it was it was a different world because
2: mm-hmm. it was one of those like you got to forget about craft services and money and you just-
1: <laughs> for me I,
2: I was lucky enough to have ryan so we were like you know by that point we we're really good friends so it was mm-hmm. good for my first time to be like well i haven't dealt with so many actors so you know get on a plane at 4 a.m or whatever and let's shoot this film in a day uh and then he was very supportive on that so didn't you
0: shoot two good. films at this
2: while you were down yeah. there at
0: the same time was it
2: yeah, Damon Russell directed one on Friday, Saturday, and I directed mine on Sunday. So and I produced his, so it was like a flip-flop. Wow. I, I, it was good. I, I was doing my like to... blood test the night before as Damon was like directing, and then Ryan's like jumping on the plane in three hours. It was it was an interesting thing.
1: I I have to say, it was one of the most fascinating experiences because obviously the fuzzy logic boys are kind of on a different level than other people that I've ever worked with or other, ever seen.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And it's one of those relationships where I know that if I'm called to do something with them or I get the opportunity to work with them, there's just no questions on my end. I just, you just tell me where to show up. You tell me what I got to do. And I'm, I'm there. There's just all the trust in the world. Um. But when I got there, I was like, Oh, do you, genuinely insane you literally just shot his short film and you produced it and now you're flipping hats we're going to shoot this in a day like one full day and they're yeah, just that's... calm as a cucumber just yeah you know we're going to do this all right if you see that film that's day.
0: hard to do in one day what you what you had what you accomplished there in helping hand that is really hard to do in one day <laughs> thanks thanks <laughs> and
2: uh hopefully we'll get to see it at uh hang on to your shorts yeah. in september
0: yeah, I was looking forward to it this it was in April, but we uh, we had to push it off. So I'm really hoping to get we get to do it in September. That was the only weekend we could get. So I'm all excited. So we have um, helping hand that will be in the festival, and we also have birthday cake for dinner. I believe, right? I think that's also. There's so many festivals, yeah. and so many your films. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is here, this is here. <laughs> or did we play that already? I, uh, don't I, I remember. Would <laughs> <laughs> no, uh and then well last year we had uh, uh Who Decides and um another one with the I forget the title of it with the, with the little boy and the the mother. Uh ready? Yeah, ready. Was it ready?
2: Yeah, yeah I can Ready. lose track of years. Yeah, both of those were fun. Same thing. I, I just shot a feature with Melissa who, who uh directed Who Decides. So we shot in Iceland, uh hopefully
0: wrapping that up for the fall.
2: You so, know, low budget, low budget film in Iceland, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Seven Did you finish people. filming? Did you get to finish filming, or? or...
2: Yeah, yeah. We shot uh, nine days, and there was seven crew.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. And this is why <laughs> there's the guy you want in the trenches with you. He will fly to Iceland with a seven-person crew and be there to help you execute your vision on whatever capacity it is. I mean, he's a journeyman. Look at him. <laughs> And try.
2: Yeah, I share a lot.
0: And you guys did uh also did a cul de sac together, right? You were you were part of that too. You were in you were in it. Did you did you do something else on it, Ryan,
1: as well, or just no? I, I just acted. I mean, that particular project was when I met uh Brendan. I'd known Sean before that for years before, Um, and so I actually it was kind of a weird story because I got a call from my friend Joe Perino, who's also in Quantum and is also on Cul de Sac. I didn't know he was in Sopranos. I was like looking at, because I was supposed to go to SopranosCon because I know like half those people and he was there and I was like,
0: oh, I know so that I guy. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. He's also in that movie Sleepers with Robert De Niro. And I saw and, that and I was yeah. like,
0: oh my God, now I recognize him like as a kid mm-hmm. now. I was like, oh my God. Perino's small, real deal. Small world, you know. Really but small uh, world.
1: Perino called me and was like, hey, so uh, Sean wants to know if you want to be in his next like short film. And I was like, Course, I would. And he was like, Yeah, it's uh, he's gonna connect you to Bear and he's the producer, he's gonna set it up, but we're like extras and you know, we're, we're just gonna be like at a dinner party, that's all we know. And I was like, Oh, okay, yeah, I'll be an extra for them, of course. Again, one of those relationships where I will literally do anything you want me to do on set without question, and I'll just be happy to be there. Um, so I rolled up to that set, and Bear, you were the first person that I saw when we walked out of the car. Um, And on our way up, my friends and I were all talking. And all we knew was that it was a spy thriller and that we were at a dinner party and that we were guests. So my actor friends and I all kind of created our own characters as to who we would be, you know, in the background, just playing around. We get out of the car, I see Bear um, and Bear at first. When you first meet Bear is a little intimidating, just a little (laughs) quiet and stoic. Hey, (laughs) I was just like, hey, man um but was incredibly nice to me ushered me on the set and I mean the fuzzy logic sets are just some of the most professional warm and creatively explosive sets I've been upon and once I get there I put my costume on and I see Sean and he's like oh Willard okay could you just get everyone together we're gonna do like a quick talk um and we're just gonna kind of go over everything and I was like all right so we get everyone together and he's like all right so um let's talk about your characters and I'm, I that point. I'm like, oh God, thank God that I came up with a character, but we're just extras, but okay, great. Um, so I kind of explained who my character is to him and he's like, cool. So I feel like you're the host of this party. So this is your house that we're in and you're going to give like a speech to everyone and thank them and welcome them for coming. And yeah, 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 that, that works. And I was just like, oh, all right. And was, Sean didn't even know that I'm actually a professional live event host. He'd oh. never seen me host or MC an event before. That's like <laughs> literally my like how I pay my rent well, not right <laughs> now. But um, and so he just had that kind of mindset where he just saw something in me and gave me that role. And so all of my actor friends and I, we that didn't role. know what we were in for. And Sean was just like, "All right, let's do a scene together." And I was just like, "Oh, yeah, I'd love to do a scene with you." And all of it was improvised. Yeah. Was, was no a, lot a lot of the film?
0: A lot of the film was improvised.
1: Was. I mean Yeah, we didn't have a
2: script. We kinda yeah. we kind of made it up as we went. We mm-hmm. had like a structure and then we knew we wanted to use Sean's uh Sean's young boy Avery. Uh so we just kind of like had three days and just shot like a little tidbits here and there, and we had like a structure of what we wanted and just kind of like made it as we went.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty intense uh, film too. It's really intense. I mean I like I got it. it. Yeah. Oh, we, we lost, lost it. it. You froze there a little bit. Oh, that happens. <laughs> You're back. <laughs>
2: what did you say about it? Uh, I just said I have a feature script I wrote, just no one's read it.
0: Oh, a feature for that?
2: Yeah, for Cul-de-sac. Oh,
0: wow. I I was like, that. that's when, um, after I saw that, I, I remember going up to you guys and I was like, you guys got to make a feature out of that. <laughs> that's what everyone
2: said. But, you know, we'll yeah. see. we got a couple other scripts going on right now. So we'll see how the world takes indie films in a couple yeah. months.
1: No, oh, yeah. yes. CCJ, if your students are watching this, i got to yeah. say one thing. I would never recommend doing the things that the Fuzzy Logic Boys do in terms of shooting a short film without a script, only an outline. Oh, they've done that already, too. <laughs> I'm just saying, like they do it on a different level yeah, where it's yeah. just nuts. Uh, I'm someone who likes creating structure and they thrive on just making things happen. Like when you have someone like Damon who is directing cul-de-sac, you have someone like Sean who's writing and bear producing, you have this trifecta that they can make something like that with basically just their minds and an outline. It's it's insane. Yeah.
0: So I remember I showed um it was kind of like the fuzzy logic day. I showed, uh, um, uh, first I showed uh, curfew and they were all like blown away. And then I showed them cul-de-sac and they were all like freaked out. All the kids were like, what? <laughs> and then they're like, one more, show us another, show us another. So I showed, showed them grandma's not a toaster. Oh,
1: yeah. oh, that was so good. I love that one.
0: And then right after that, the kids were like, we got to shoot a film like that. So they were practicing with the cameras to do the, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, it's very unique shooting style. But that's what I tell them, too, is like as they watch these short films, they get all these ideas. And that, that's and that's how they they come up with this stuff. So I just like keep watching short films and and they do. And then that really helps every single student as as they they get better and better at it. So um, I always tell them, watch this, watch this on your free time or I'll show you this quick or this. So we don't show features. We, we just do a lot of short films that we show.
1: You know, I got to say, I do, I really do believe that the medium of short films is something that has not necessarily gotten the attention of the mainstream yet. And I, I feel like it's about to start popping off right now because people's attention spans. There was a point when, you know, you had like 30 seconds that they could watch on a on a phone. But now that you have something like Quibi, which is already doing really well, um, people can sit for 10 minutes, can sit for 15 minutes watching on one single device um, and with all the different platforms and distribution models to like actually get sh- short films out there, I really do think people are going to start watching more short films in the years to come.
0: So uh, um, when you guys did um, when you guys did a uh, um, curf- uh, curfew and uh, you traveled to film festival at their film festival, right, because they played all over their country.
2: Yeah, yeah, we did like 150 film festivals
0: <laughs> I, know. I saw all those award how many and I was like man that's a lot
2: but I think we got 60 awards 150 or so
0: festivals
2: it was a busy uh two and a half years
0: yeah wow and and then uh and then the experience going to the Academy Awards how was that
2: uh kind of surreal mm-hmm. I mean it's one of those those big events you'll you never thought you'd be a part of like even just the qualifying process like it was just a trip each time they'd be like oh we just got uh you know we just made like the semifinals, and then we got nominated and it's like now we're in LA and now there's all these parties and because the week leading up to it you're going to like short film events and all, all those like, parties and stuff so it was it was interesting and then we won and it was like all right what do we do now <laughs> and then of course we made the feature right away It was right after we won the award in February, and then we were shooting by end of May, June for the features. So it went quick,
0: and that was one of my favorite movies. I saw that uh, first time at the uh, Northeast Film Festival, and then I went to a bunch of other film festivals to see it as well. I remember I I had a friend, uh, an actor friend. um, I don't see too much anymore, but I was like, I think uh, you guys were up in um, Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, I
2: think we won Woodstock.
0: Did you? Yeah. I think so. I don't remember anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think you want him because I was, I, I was there. I, I brought my friend up. We were. I got him in like New York. We're driving up. He's like, "We're going all the way for this movie." I'm like, "You'll love it. You'll love it." It was like, "All right, whatever." So we we had this like huge adventure getting there. We get there, and then we go to the uh, um, the Italian restaurant there that was next door. We, you were there, right? Hell yeah. You were there too? You were at that Italian
1: restaurant Woodstock? Oh, wait no, no. I was thinking of the Italian restaurant after Northeast Film Festival.
0: Oh, Northeast. So, so I was in Woodstock. And then um, <laughs> and then I saw um, I, I saw you guys at the place and then we went in and in the theater. And then I, my, my buddy watched the film and he looks over at, after me after. He goes like, that was the best freaking film ever. He's like, thank God you brought me to it. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, let's make a movie right now. Is that like inspired. He <laughs> really it does. you want to it makes you feel like all right let's go do something now right so that's how i always watch it
2: yeah that film did really well in festivals it did okay in the theaters but yeah
0: i thought it i thought it would do better in the theater but uh, you know you never know
2: right yeah that's a weird time there wasn't a lot of money put into like promotion so you know we did like 22 theaters i think so it's fun. IFC picked it up, so you couldn't ask for anything else.
0: Yeah, and then that. Uh, so, but now you could order it on Amazon, all that. Does it do well on? Does it do well on them? Lost <laughs> you there.
2: Uh, I don't see the numbers anymore. We mm-hmm. we had, we had a, another co production, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then uh, so. After after you guys did that feature, what it what, what happened after that? What did you go back to a lot of shorts and producing shorts? Uh, yeah, I do a
2: lot of short films. Um, as Ryan said, like I do pre production through um, post production, but a lot of times I'll come on for like festival consulting as well. Um, and then with Fuzzy Logic, uh, we went on. We shot cul de sac, and then we went right into the vanishing of Sydney Hall, which was yeah. Sean's second feature. Uh, which premiered at Sundance, and A- A24 bought it, and all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, and since then, Damon and I shot our two shorts, and other than that, we've just been <laughs> called. Birth we're uh, submitting to IFP and stuff like that, so we're gonna see where that goes.
0: Cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I lost you. We lost you there in the last second of, of that where you're talking, but uh, um, so. Yeah. Are you guys writing or coming up with anything right now while we're on this? Any, uh, anything?
2: Uh, yeah. We have a feature script called birthmark. If, if I cut out during that, yeah, cut uh, out, it's yeah. basically about, uh, it's about a, a woman that becomes a surrogate and basically the parents, the parents of the, of the surrogate, kind of, they, they die and she's kind of left wondering what's inside of her. And she goes on this weird kind of thriller, similar to cul-de-sac vein. So we're
0: pitching that right now. Oh, wow. That that sounds exciting. That's cool.
1: I love uh, that yeah, description just... though, Bear, because yeah. every time you tell me about a project, then I read the script or I see the film. Every time by the end of the film, I'm just like, what the just happened? <laughs> what? That is no, whoa, oh my gosh. It's a roller coaster every time. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. I'll I you the next version.
0: I can't wait. But you guys, uh, just you just keep on working. You just keep on doing different things, which is great, right? So, uh, Ryan, what about you? What, what have you been working on?
1: So, After Class was the feature that I was a co-producer on. Um, that yeah. was in Tribeca last year. And now I was in some theaters in December. And now it's on Amazon, iTunes. Um, and that one's starring, like, Justin Long, Fran Drescher, Richard Schiff, Lynn Cohen. Uh, rest her soul. Um, yeah, and so that one was wonderful experience. It was the first feature that I really got to like get my hands dirty um, on the producer team. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had a project that I was working on and obviously the world kind of went crazy. Um, So I'm putting that on pause for right now because we were in like the fundraising stage, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm actually writing a new series that I'm going to be pitching around, hopefully when this is all done, um, that I've been working on for a while, but Right now, it seems almost more relevant than kind of ever before. Um, it doesn't have to do with quarantine. I'll tell you that. It does have to do with COVID. <laughs> That's what um, we're going to see a lot of movies about that in a little yeah, while. And yeah. Everyone's writing about it right now. But, I, I, you know, it's a really interesting time, though, to be a filmmaker or to be a storyteller because uh, something that I was just talking about, if you look at all of the pilots that were supposed to be shot in January, February, March, right? and TV always has been very good at kind of keeping its finger on the pulse and being a little bit ahead of what the stories are. Um, how does that change now? Mm-hmm. So like the whole industry paused, right? And so yeah. all those stories were relevant right then. But like, once we get out of this, what is the future going to be like? Mm-hmm. And what 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 kind of world do you set your stories in? And do you mm-hmm. talk about things? Do you not talk about things? But what are the small social differences that we're going to have in the future um that need to be reflected on on screen and because no one really knows yet right yeah. so um I they're, think it's all, really they're all
0: like oh we're going to start up in september no january july uh, next year just, nobody knows it's crazy
1: you know i i i think it's just going to be different we're living in a slightly different world where if you look at what life was like before 9-11 and after 9-11 the world didn't completely change but living here in this country a lot of things changed um and it's a very clear difference where i feel like it will be something similar to that where there'll be these subtle changes and society will just be different and we'll just kind of have to evolve because we'll have to reevaluate what is really important yeah absolutely
0: i uh, when you were talking about that uh, after school i had a, a little story about that at northeast film festival it had a different name to it and uh, I missed safe it. spaces. Yeah, I missed it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then uh, um, I was, I got a for the SAG thing that uh, sometimes you get invited to see the movies. So yeah. I took Tom Bragg, this other writer guy, with me. I'm like, "Oh, let's go see this after class movie." And he's like, uh, um, "Oh, it's new." I said, "Yeah, it's a new movie." And like, I didn't realize they changed the name. So we get in there, and he's like, "I saw this movie already." I was like, <laughs> Well, and thank I, you
1: for watching it twice.
0: I'm wearing the Northeast film hat. And then the director comes up to me. He's like, oh yeah, I was supposed to go to that. And I didn't go to that. I'm like, oh, I don't run it. But I, I was there. And uh, and then uh, Justin was talking to me. And we were talking about Kevin Smith stuff since you know he's in the Kevin Smith world. And we both podcast. So next thing you know, we're just like talking back and forth about a lot of stuff. And time's flying by. And uh, it was a great movie, though, by the way.
1: Thank you. Yeah, Dan Schechter is a brilliant writer, director. And he also edited the film. Yeah. Um, It was a script that when I read it, I instantly knew it just had to be made. It was that good. Dan's writing is really off the charts. And we were so lucky to have the cast that we had come on. And it all kind of snowballed with the team that we put together. But Fran Drescher was the first one to say yes. And to have someone like Fran jump on just kind of adds a level of legitimacy to your project. Um, And it was a role that I think was very different from other roles she's played, which is why I think she gravitated towards it. Um, And then Justin uh we knew him through one of dan Schechter's friends and so we got the script to him and he loved the script and started talking to dan and said he'd do it and suddenly we had a team and it just kind of started rolling from there and once we got richard schiff and lynn Cohen aboard i was kind of losing my mind and we were also really lucky to have such great other talent as well as like michael goddair uh Cameron johnson um you know, it just goes on and on how deep this cast was um to bring those words to life. So it was for me this credit of experience as I could have had. Yeah. Uh uh Brandon, when you guys were doing
0: um the the feature for uh, uh and casting for that, right? After winning the uh the Academy Award and, and making the short into the feature, and then you got a whole new cast and all these characters. How was the casting for that? Because you got some uh
2: it was it was a little easier because of the Academy Award.
0: Mm-hmm. And and obviously, Sean, <laughs>
2: Sean and Fatima were still the same role. Mm-hmm. So basically what happened was because Sean was signed on for every day and he was also directing it, he could kind of leverage that to go after some bigger actors. Um, and then you know our good friend Paul Wesley came on as a producer, and then he, he had a role as the bad guy. And then from there, you know, I, I kind of pitched Ron Perlman because I was a huge fan, so we yeah. locked him in for that. Uh, And then Emmy Rossum was doing the table reads for the, for the film before we even went into production. Mm -hmm. So naturally like being a friend of Sean, she just came on and played the role. Uh, We had Richard as well, who came I think, one day on set, but he nailed it. So yeah, it was, I mean, we, we got offered more money if we had a, if Sean wasn't in the movie, (laughs) but uh, he he really wanted to be the main actor as he should be because, you know, he wrote the movie and he, was in the Academy award-winning short. So why wouldn't he follow through to the feature?
0: And he's a great actor too. No, he's really, he was, he was so good yeah. in that. you like, just, uh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't see another person play that. So
1: honestly, yeah, that, that role from knowing Sean personally, and then seeing that role in curfew and the feature, it was, it was hard to watch for me just because like, I know him, you know what I mean? So to see him fully step out into a fully realized character twice it's just so affected and so moving. It was just very exciting and torturous to watch at the same time to <laughs> see someone go through that. Yeah, it was uh, so just so well acted in the music that you guys uh, – the
0: music that you guys picked, not just the score, but, like, the, the songs and everything. It's just – it's amazing. It really fits the movie so well, you know?
2: Yeah. Sean, Sean's a huge fan of of music, so that was, like, the first project – like uh, as soon as we wrapped, he shot the or he edited the David Bowie scene, mm-hmm. and he sent that right to Bowie, or we got to Bowie through his people. But mm-hmm. uh, once Bowie signed on, at then it allowed us to like get most favorite nations with everyone else. So that's why we got so many great songs because Bowie agreed to do it for like a really good indie rate because mm-hmm. uh, you know we didn't have much money, but yeah, and it really worked out. We got War on Drugs like right as they were kind of blowing up, and you know we got a. Uh, Tam and Paula, and all these other great songs on there, and then of course Darren Morsey's score. Yeah, always, always a great person. Uh, He's he's done a lot of the –
0: Um, he he's done score for a lot of uh, the horror films that I've worked on with with Larry Rosen. Yeah, so um, he's he's he came aboard and did uh, like Larry would just send him the film, and the next thing he had this great score for
2: it.
1: You froze up there a little bit. It was like. (laughs) Uh,
2: Philly internet, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I am a huge fan of Darren. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, He also scored quantum, but that was one of those pieces that when Bear told me he could potentially get Darren to do quantum, I was like, what? We could actually get Darren. Are you serious? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'll make a call. I'm like, crashing on (laughs) the couch next week. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, And getting to actually work with Darren was one of the most exciting parts of the process for me with that short film because music is what generally inspires it Um, but i knew the music that inspired the film couldn't be used so darren had this task of creating a score that could match you know real big emotion that i was finding in these other songs like m83 outro was a big inspiration for quantum and getting to hear Darren's interpretations and what he wanted to do was incredibly exciting. But then I also got the opportunity to sit in the studio with him and just okay. hang out and kind of tinker with things and see how his mind works. And it was mind blowing to see an artist like that at work. And while collaborating with him at the same time, I was like geeking out.
0: Yeah. It really changes the, it really helps the films and oh, changes yeah. the films so much. And it just, everything I've, I've seen with you guys and all the shorts that he's the score for is just, it really, it's amazing. So, you know, props to him for that. that. was that's good stuff. But, uh, yeah. So, um, Wait,
1: oh, I, I want to know what's next with you, CJ, what are you working on?
0: Um, you know, just doing the school thing right now and, uh, doing the podcasting and the school, I'm really trying to get, uh, student films and the festivals and, uh, you know, just schools like taking over. I love it though. I love it. It's like my favorite thing though, 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 um, I'm working on possibly producing a short film by, uh, um, we'll see. We're working on, um, so I like producing, I like doing it. So I'm yeah. going to jump on as a producer on this film and I am possibly writing some stuff cause we're here. So I might as well write. Right. So Absolutely. we'll see, we'll see what happens. But, uh, I haven't done one in a while. Like disco fries was like the last, no, I can't say that I, I was, uh, I did some acting and some, uh, there was a, um, a film that's playing in film festivals right now that uh, I just started in film festivals. And I have a small, small part, but it was pretty intense. So I play kind of like this jerk father. Yeah, oh, wow. A <laughs> little I different see from my comedy that I do. I'm used to doing comedy and making people laugh. So
1: mm-hmm. to be you like. You were so good in, in Disco Fries. And Dennis, you, the contrast with you and Dennis was brilliant and that was my introduction to you and so yeah, like, that's just so funny that's it's I just a you.
0: small world like you're like i think i, I when I, I saw you at northeast and you were like wait a minute i i was in like rhode island or something i saw you at disco fries i'm like what <laughs> yep
1: it's 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 a small small world small industry but disco fries was so special i love that film
0: yeah it was a lot of fun and uh, um my students love it for some reason. They're always like, can we see disco fries again? I'm like, oh, it's online now for free. Just watch it. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, it was good. It was a lot of fun doing it. I hope, hopefully you can make some more fun projects like that in the future. We'll see. Absolutely. But, uh, so we, we quad them, uh, since we're part of this comic book men network here, the, the comic book men, this is a, you know, this is a, a shared universe with, uh, Ming and Mike who are comic book men and Kevin Smith and all that. So, uh, Why the Flash? Why the Flash?
1: Why the Flash? Well, I mean, the Flash is one of my favorite superheroes of all time. um, Because he's so incredibly complicated and the fact that he can go through so many different universes himself and rip through so many timelines. But I've always wanted the ability to move that fast. Like, I would love to be able to fly, sure. But if you can run as fast as the Flash, you're basically flying. Um, And I was just always a huge inspiration and on Top of that, if you want to know how like crazy all these things are in my life, the Flash was like an inspiration for that. But my girlfriend, mm-hmm. Brittany Oldford, also got cast on the show The Flash, so she plays uh Peekaboo oh. on that show. She's one of the meta humans. So I've just had all these weird little things throughout my life that have
0: maybe she's me... been
1: directed by Kevin Smith because he's directed a few episodes. No, she hasn't. She no. would, I would know because she would, uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, so I would, I would have geeked out if she had um but yeah I'm, I'm just a huge fan of that story and the flash is probably one of my favorite dc characters right next to batman
0: they were just uh, i know ming and mike were just uh they they just before they had a uh, a comic book show on and then they had guys that that actually drew the Flash they were on the show really yeah, yeah. so you go, if you go back to the shared universe and watch some of the shows i think it was a couple of days ago definitely if, you went to yeah so they were they were actually doing um the flash I, I forget which one, which guys they were, or like what part, but they drew the flesh, some oh, of the comics. That. So, but uh, what about you, Brendan? Ever, ever think of doing like a comic bookish type short film or something?
2: No, that costs too much. <laughs> yeah. It's hard enough to make a movie. I'll leave well, it to Ryan. I'll help, I'll help Ryan out if he needs it. I'll be calling you. If don't you worry, Bear. You don't want have to him use. too. <laughs>
0: Well, birthday cake for dinner, the kid was kind of like a, you know, in the superheroes until.
2: Uh... <laughs> That's true. There was a little bit, a little bit of that in the beginning. There was, there was more in the script initially, but yeah. you know, shooting in two days yeah. and kind of, kind of trimmed things down a little bit, but.
1: That was pretty. I mean, intense. I would love to
2: do it. <laughs> I don't know
1: what to do. <laughs> lost to, the very like max hedron
0: <laughs> yes oh you froze there you go Oh, again. yeah is it is it when you move or is it, i don't know it's i'm lucky i don't even I know. Talk. No? Don't to talk hear me talk
1: it's what? quite the, the opposite bro we're on the edge of our seats we're like what is <laughs> <you> he <laughs> saying what is he saying
0: yeah. <laughs> i have uh it usually works better with the ethernet but i got my uh I don't have that on. I have um Wi-Fi right in front of here, but I, I haven't had an issue, which is great on this on this program. So
2: Yeah. It's probably lot. my Wi Fi. I'm in Philly and in a yeah. little bit of a congested area.
0: So you're always yeah. you're always traveling around, but you're gonna uh you're you're not too far away right now. Philly's not far. Yeah,
2: sixty-two miles. I looked up your your town.
0: Ah, yeah, we're uh, close to Asbury Park, which uh we used to go to a lot until now, but um uh, really can't wait until september so i actually we have to uh uh, it feels like we haven't touched this stuff in a while we got all everything ready i put like the the schedule together i didn't release it but we were so busy with so many things in school that uh we're i have all these people watching the films we got to nominate come up with winners all that kind of stuff but we have time but still before you know it it's going to be here
1: oh yeah I mean, you have time, but you don't really have time. It's one of those things that's going to come like that.
0: And we have so many people watching these films now. Like, it used to be just a lot fewer. Now it's, like, trying to track it down and fill out forms. So it's just, like, people all just pick, and then we just see, like, who's got the most votes. That's the winner. Make a trophy. <laughs> so, but it's pretty cool. We got a lot of people involved this year. We're all, ready. We're all getting ready to go, and then all this, so. I think, yeah,
1: uh, I moved all the way back
2: here just for the, your festival.
0: Yeah, yeah, you I got
2: moved it. Moved on and then it canceled.
0: Yeah, it would have been it would have been fun because you finally get to meet get go see me again. <laughs> yeah, a little bit in, in and out, but uh, uh, we had a uh, we have so many amazing amazing shorts this year. It's out of control. Um, Is like we have this women empowerment uh, two segments of women empowerment films. It's just they just, these shorts get better and better
1: and better. It's, it's, it's crazy. So it's one of my favorite things is because I was inspired by uh, curfew, right? And cul-de-sac mm-hmm. as well. And yeah. so it's so, so interesting to see how, what and how people are inspired by something and the levels they will try and push it to um, when they have that inspiration. Um, so it's, it's just exciting to see short film just constantly getting better and the envelope just getting constantly pushed because I I just love watching shorts. I love features, but there's something about shorts, of being able to tell a great story in a short amount of time, uh, it takes a lot of skill, but it's also just wonderful and exciting.
0: We have uh, 180 short films this year that we're playing.
1: 180?
0: (laughs) Two days. Two days. Two days. So we have two theaters, and it's nonstop Saturday and Sunday. We have a lot of student films, so a lot of that – uh, I got a lot of high school and college, so a lot of local high school and college sets. and uh, we, we we changed. We have a nice big theater, uh, another theater was the old Neptune High School, where Jack Nicholson actually went to. Um, it's so we have that theater this year um, instead of the one where you, we played curfew that you were at that we weren't able to get that anymore. Um, and then we got Porta, which is a lot of fun.
1: So. I like Porta, yeah yeah
0: that's their big big party (laughs) which uh we're we're thinking about like how are we going to do that this year i don't know
1: i don't think anyone does man it's a this is a day-by-day world we're living in right now because their room was packed (laughs) packed packed we were all on benches (laughs) there's like there's no social distance to that party no no social distance i
0: have no idea how it's going to happen but we'll figure something out. I'm sure we'll figure something out. But because uh, uh, I, I didn't want to like do it online, I want we're like we no, we want to be we want to physically do it. I know a lot of festivals are online right now, which is great for my students. I'm like, oh yeah, we got another fest. It's online. You can watch it online. So, but I think they'd even
1: rather be there too. Can you can you can I ask you a question right now, mm-hmm. CJ? Yeah, yeah. Um, what is that like as a as a festival director to like make that decision of going virtual or or sticking with the, the physical.
0: Oh, I know it, it, it's a tough decision. Like yeah, we, all of us for hanging any shorts were like, Nope, we want to do it physically. We don't care. Even if it's half full or whatever we have to do, we still want to do it physically. We don't, we don't want to do it online. We just, we just, I don't want to do it online. Just want, we want everyone there to experience. We like the experience. So that's just us though. I mean, at like garden state film festival. They, they had a quick decision. They did it all online. It was a a big thing. They, it it came out. Okay. But it's so much fun when, when you're there physically, but Um, you you know, you get to meet so many filmmakers. I met you guys at, at at festivals. I mean, that's, and then you, you never know. And so many
1: people end up working together once they, they meet. So. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, film festivals, I like film festivals better than music festivals or kind of any other type of festival. It is like my happy place. So have just going to them is great but when you actually have a film in there it's i don't think anything's better than getting to watch other films being a part of that programming you know what i mean and yeah. and then making those connections and working with people down the road but also making friends it's almost like going to summer camp for a week yeah you know
0: and then i love it when my students come and their their films are uh in it and it's it, it makes me feel like oh my gosh it, it's a great feeling but uh uh, brenda what about your short films that you produce that are all out there are there a lot of uh film festivals playing online with the with the films
2: yeah everything right now uh just had to turn down brooklyn film festival today for a feature because they're they're going online and we don't want a world premiere yeah online yeah so that was a bummer because i was really looking forward to it
0: they're still Uh, doing they're still doing i think a physical one later i believe uh
2: the one, the one he, I was offered. They were going online with it, so yeah. I'm not sure they're doing later dates. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have, I have a short called After Class. Actually, that's uh, I saw it short short in Japan, <laughs> but they just postponed. So everything's kind of up in the air. Mm-hmm. And I've, I have like eight shorts right now, and every one of them, it's like, well, what do we do? Like, do we spend more money for the mm-hmm. fall, or do we wait? Yeah.
1: So it's a weird time, summer. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a such a such a crazy time, and like I had a friend who showed me this amazing film that they shot on film, um, and I met them at the San Diego Film Festival last year. Uh, it's my friends Rich Tiankin and Louis Lucci.
0: I want to go to San Diego so bad right now. Oh, it's such,
1: <laughs> a such a great festival. I mean, I love that city, but they really do a bang up job there. Um, but they just showed me their latest film, and it was shot on film. It's gorgeous. I love the film and when we were talking about it i was like I, I i don't know even if you should submit this now or if you should just wait to try and hit it hard in 2021 because mm-hmm. like i don't know what the climate's like right now and i don't know what it's going to be um there's just a lot of unknown you know yeah
0: Yeah. unfortunately but uh i think um i think 2020 started out uh it was, it seemed like it was going to be a big, big, big year. And then all this happened, but I think everyone's writing and being, and, and, and gearing up. And once we are all clear to go back to
1: it, I think it's going to boom again. That's my feeling. You know, I, I personally agree with you. Um, It's going to, I think it's going to be different, but the one thing that I'm telling my friends in entertainment and my filmmaking friends and my acting friends is I think one of the biggest changes will be a little more distance between people and not just like when you're in the same room, <clears throat> but a lot of people working from home as clearly they're able to do nowadays and people just being a little more remote, but a lot more closed yeah. sets, a lot more closed sets. Yeah. But the the one thing that the world is going to need, because we're obviously going to have some challenging years ahead of us as we kind of rebuild everything. But like the nice part for entertainment is that people need entertainment. It's mm-hmm. always the best Mm -hmm. distraction, and it's always gonna be in style. And on top of that, people are on their screens more than ever right now. Not only right now, it's only gonna continue. And in this moment, when we have this pause of these few months where content is not being produced at this moment, there's gonna be a little hiccup down the road where people are scrambling to get content, but their desire and need for it is only gonna grow because it's truly what connects us. So if we're not physically in the same room with us, the, the best closest thing we can do is, is share screens. And so content, films, television, it's only going to do better and better in the coming years. So I think it's a really exciting time to be a storyteller.
0: But usually I, um I ask the people that I have on, if they can give my students any advice, we got filmmakers and actors and writers and uh, singers. And it's a whole big arts program that we have now. It's the uh, two years in, I mean, I just do TV <laughs> film, but you know, it's, it's everything, so any type of art class and things, and it's all under our little uh, our little umbrella. And uh, so we have about 70 students right now in that program itself. And uh, we usually sometimes have people coming into the class and, and talk, but we can't do that now, so this is the next best thing. So I was wondering if you guys could go around and maybe give some advice to these, these students that are, are, are gonna be in the, this industry and career maybe in the future, if you wanna start, Brenda be there
2: sure. if i yeah. don't break up again. yeah yeah um i guess it goes back to what ryan said in the beginning like don't be afraid to kind of get your hands dirty learn learn what location managing is learn what producing is learn what the audio department does learn what the dps do and just know your entire set because then if anything happens you can step up and take care of it yeah
1: so that's my advice awesome what about you ryan uh, tell stories. Someone's screaming in the background. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> it's my niece and nephew upstairs. I'm living in a whole different world right now, which we can get into another time. Um, I I would most definitely say, tell the stories that you can't hold inside you anymore that you're just dying to tell. As a writer, find the things that you're really excited to talk about, to express, and to explore. Um, and those are the things that really pop on screen. Um, and as a crew member, director, producer, even an actor, be nice, be kind, because making a film is nothing short of a dozen miracles. And so if you are lucky enough to get that opportunity to actually shoot something, whether it's a one minute short film or it's a 120 minute feature film, be kind, be gracious and take care of everyone around you because Even though there's different numbers on the call sheet for different actors and different positions where people think there's a hierarchy, we're all one unit together. And that is what makes the best films when people treat it as a team versus individual success.
0: Yeah, that's great. It's like, uh, well, like Fuzzy Logic, you guys make a lot together and you rotate and you do different things, which is a great thing, I think, right? (laughs) How many different things? How many different like positions have you done with Fuzzy Logic, Brendan? Like a lot, right? Like a lot of different, mostly produced though?
2: I've done them all at this point. Yeah. Because like usually on the features, I've done location yeah. managing. Yeah. I've done all that stuff. I've been a production assistant. I've written, acted, directed, Yeah, produced. So yeah, I've done it all. Which They're is good when you shoot a movie in Iceland with seven people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know, to know everything, right? You got it. I
1: know everything. everything is also the type of producer, <clears throat> which is the type of producer I aspire to be, which is the, even though you're a producer, you will do whatever it takes to get the job done. Yeah. So you will get coffee for your sound assistant if you need to. Absolutely. It doesn't matter who needs what. You just got to do what you have to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and again, those are the type of people that I want to be in the trenches with. Well, uh, before we uh, uh, get
0: going, we usually have uh, people promote things. You got uh, some websites and things like that, or your, the films where you can watch some of the films. So, if, uh, and then like uh, Ming or Christian, whoever's there, will will put it up on the screen and things like that.
1: Oh, nice. So,
0: yeah, it I will like come across here, that. go in the live chat and things like that. So uh, do you have any websites that people can go to or, or, or where we can find the films?
1: Yeah, so Quantum is going to be released in the next month. I cannot tell you exactly where yet, but if you follow me on Instagram, at RyeWillFilm, I'll have all the updates there and kind of bring you along into that journey. Um, So Quantum will be the next one that will be released. Um, I started randomly on a new site called Twitch, which I'm sure you've heard of, CJ. Oh, yeah. You are with students. Um, So I'm actually just kind of getting my feet wet there um streaming because i love video games and since we can't leave the house i might as well be broadcasting something um so i'm i'm loving twitch right now and my name on twitch is just rye will um, wait so- ming's
0: on twitch ming does all the coral sword stuff he owns a place down in texas coral sword and they do twitch and all
1: that stuff no I've been way on- yes yeah, all right well so- i'm gonna find ming on twitch for sure <laughs> um and yeah so that that's really what i got going at this exact moment cool
0: what about awesome. you
2: Uh, we, cul-de-sac curfew. They're on Amazon. I'll probably release the helping hand in the next few weeks as well. Uh, probably on Amazon. Um, my company is barely there media with the bear. Uh, so you can check the website out and, uh, my Instagram. Cool.
1: What's your Instagram bear
2: at barely there. I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. It's been a while at barely there media at barely there. And also if, anyone's yeah, bored no. and wants to watch something during quarantine, check out after class. It is on Amazon iTunes. Again, with Justin Long, Fran Drescher, Richard Schiff, Lynn Cohen, Michael Godare, Cameron Johnson, Kate Berlant. It goes on. It's a great film and it's a great hour and a half of your time. to be. It's a good movie.
0: And uh, Justin Long's great in it. And uh, he has a great podcast too. If you ever listen to his podcast, oh, it's fantastic. He's wonderful. He, he interviews his two grandmothers that are over a hundred years old. Yeah. It's pretty wild, but a uh, funny stuff. But, uh, so, uh, well, you know, thanks for coming on, guys. It's great, great to see man. you and everything. And uh, thank you, man. Yeah, well, a lot of we'll fun do it again. When we're yeah, the, in, next time in the, like when if if it's closer to September, we're, hopefully we'll be back in the studio. And um, we have the Hang On to Your Shorts uh, podcast that we do in the studio. Uh, we were just traveling around doing it in different bars and things recently, and then all this happened and the other guys, they, they don't have the technology that I do, I guess, or they just don't want to go on. So I was like, I'm starting my own. So, uh, you know, we, we've had some really good interviews and, uh, I calling on Cullinan film and this is like episode 21 or something like that already around there. So, uh, it's going well. So I have a, a bunch more lined up too. So, uh, it's funny because, uh, first they wanted to do just do a couple for my students. And then I was like, uh, Wait, everyone's home. So everyone's saying yes. <laughs> so just yeah. keep going, right? Just keep going. And I uh, had some really good guests, uh, really, uh, you yeah. know, actors, singers, filmmakers, all different types of artists. So it's
1: great. it's been a lot of fun. It's always a pleasure to be yeah. on your show, man, and to be a part of your festival. So anytime I'm invited, I will most likely be there. Well,
0: you're in helping hand, and
1: it's uh, going to be playing. Oh, I'm coming. You can't <laughs> keep me out of there. Just so you know. If helping it wasn't in the festival, you'd see me pop up and be like, I just want to say hi, CJ. That's that's
0: what we love. That's what uh, the cool part of Hang on to Your Shorts is a lot of people just um, someone came up to me about a year or two ago. And they're like, um, I was looking to my right and there was a guy from Sopranos in my left and I saw someone from uh, uh, Clerks. And like but they didn't have any films in the festival. I'm like, no, they just they just came to hang out. So-
1: <laughs> just,
0: why not? Why not? It's a great environment, man. It's Asbury Park, New Jersey. So, you know, you're gonna find a lot of Jersey people, Jersey actors just show up for no reason. <laughs> but wow. uh I remember we when we first started, I um first couple of years in, we were at this small theater. Um, well it was still was like 65 seats or something like that. And that's uh, Brendan, that's where we played uh, uh well, both of you uh we we played um cul-de-sac there, and it wow. was like one of my favorite, and this was, you know, a few years back. So it was like one of my favorite sets I put together and people were leaving the theater going like, Holy crap. It's like the best set of short films I've ever seen. And I was like, I know <laughs> I was like, I was so proud. I put that set together. I'm like, that was me. I did that. But then we grew like, uh, it was so crowded every time the, 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 the theater was like, yeah, uh, you guys are too big. We can't be here anymore. So we grew. We grew oh, man. So that that was a lot of fun, and and we keep growing. And so we were only one day, and then we were like partial Saturday and and all day Sunday. Now we're all day Saturday, Sunday, and even Friday night. But if you guys are in town early, we usually do like a um, like a Friday night in studio. We we go from podcast to podcast to podcast. with guest after guest, and for those who stroll in early, and it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah,
1: Brendan, you didn't get to go into studio. Ryan was there.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: I'll be there this time. Yeah. yeah. There. I'm going to come with you. That studio is sick. There is more toys that I want to play with than anywhere else in the world. (laughs) They just moved
0: up to the fifth floor. So you know how they had two studios separate from each other? So they moved up uh, two more floors up and they have a whole section. So there's like two rooms and all their toys and everything are up there. And Ming's buying more stuff. So they got a lot of really cool stuff
1: there. I love that, man. And I love your crew. The Shared Universe crew is as good as it gets.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, I, and I miss going to comic cons with them too. You guys ever go to comic cons? I have. I you've never been there. You have never been to no. one. Even like like a film. Sometimes they have film fests. There are films at comic cons too. I've been. I've gotten into them. I just haven't gone. Yeah. Um. I'm, yeah, I'm obsessed I, now. I went with Ming, and I'm like, I can't stop.
1: <laughs> I mean, I went to my first comic con in I think 2005. Mm-hmm. um in san diego and that's when i was like oh. these are my people oh my yeah. gosh and like i saw cosplay done for the first time i remember walking into the san diego convention center and as we're like crossing the street i was literally with like six jedi eight Stormtroopers, and a vader all just rolling together and i was just like this is real people do this this is like what i've wanted to do and people are doing it it's playtime for us it's <laughs> the best man so Anytime I get a chance to go to Comic-Cons, I do because it's just it's it's like a holiday for me.
0: I always look to see if they have a film festival with the Comic-Cons, like submit a film. And that's my excuse to go. And then I have fun at the con. (laughs) So I go every year now to Houston. There's a comic palooza and Mingoza all the time. And I fell in love with the place, but it's also a film festival. So I, I met those guys and they're like every year they're like, send us a film. So I send my student films or I send my film. I saw Disco Fries down there. Nice. So they liked that. They liked it though. They like me. So they're like, send more films. So every year we go down now and it's, that's like my, and we had, we missed it this year. They, they, they were unable to do it. So not till uh, next year, it was canceled altogether. So we we're all upset. Twenty twenty
1: is canceled. 21 is yeah. going to be our year, everybody.
0: That's going to be it. Right. So you guys got a lot going on. So, um, 2021, man, it's going to be crazy, but it never anyway. stops. And that's great. So once we get out of this, well, we're gonna be working like like crazy, people. So I can't wait. But uh, thanks for coming Hopefully. on, guys. It was a lot of fun talking thanks to you. Time, and see how yeah. fast it goes. Like an hour goes by so fast, it's ridiculous. I could talk forever.
1: I mean, I'm <laughs> glad you're not charging me like a therapist or something, because <laughs> I could just keep going, CJ. Yeah, yeah.
0: We were uh, we were doing. They were raising money the other night uh, for the Saint. And uh, in Asbury Park, there's a place called the Saint, where well, you guys know music, so a lot of music, a lot of bands played at the Saint for many, many years. And they were trying to sell or you know, stay open, so they needed to raise money. And uh, they're raising uh, almost up to fifty thousand dollars that they raised. But Ming was on the other night from like six p.m. to like midnight, just playing bands, and bands were from all over. Were and comedians were sending stuff, and it was really cool. And awesome. you, you catch that on a shared universe as well. It's, it's, it's there. So it was a crazy night of band after band after band from all over. And you'll, and uh, a lot of bands went through there from many, many years ago. So really it's cool. Fantastic. stuff. So if you like music, that's something to check out.
1: I will most definitely.
0: All right, cool. Well, thanks a lot for coming on guys. And uh, um, that's it for calling on film. Thank you, Matt. So thanks, man. Take care, CJ. Bear. Yeah. I'll see you soon.